Hey, this is Cal, and it is my humble honor to contribute to this episode by extending our deepest, most heartfelt gratitude, certainly to Jill Cole, Amanda Biddle, Tania Gatewood, Daniel Napier, Kimber Tackett, and the whole UK integrative medicine team. It's also my humble honor to give a big, gorgeous shout out to our numerous colleagues, friends, and fellow trailblazers. Tracy Walton, Gail McDonald, Lucille Eddy, Carolyn Tague, Karen Armstrong, Erica Clinton, Liza Dion, Nicole Miller, Regina Cobb, so many others in whose footsteps we walk and next to whom we continue to create new opportunities for massage therapists in healthcare and in hospitals and other clinical settings. Thank you, friends. You inspire us. You support us. You love us. We wouldn't want to do it without you. Hello and welcome to Interdisciplinary Heal Wells Healthcare Podcast, where we say things and you hear things, and hopefully you say things back to us. Uh, I am Rebecca Sturgeon. I'm the Education Director of Heal Well. I'm here with Carrie Jordan. Hello, Carrie Jordan. Hello, people. <laughs> and we have a slightly different kind of episode for you here today. We um, arm wrestled Cal Cates and Laura Bryant Erner into doing some, some audio recording of a class, a live class that they just taught our hospital-based massage therapy class, which we held for the first time in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, So most of the episode will be clips from that class so you can hear what an actual Heal Well class is like if you haven't been to one. Um, But uh, Carrie and I will will be here to kind of commentate and give you a little background information on what you're hearing. Provide a calm voice of reason. That's right. That's right. Calm voice of reason. Yes. I mean, I must say that Laura is also a calm voice of reason, but um, Cal was doing most of the recording. So I think (laughs) it is very important that we're here. Uh, (laughs) Well, even though this is a different kind of episode, we are still going to start with a pun, um, but I'm going to let Cal Cates and our University of Kentucky insider, Jill Cole, (laughs) take that over from one of their sound bites. So here they are. Here we are walking through the tunnels in the bowels of the hospital and uh, we're passing the morgue. Where people are dying to get in. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It doesn't stop people. Doesn't matter if we're learning. No, no. Um, and that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about today. This, this hospital-based massage therapy class is a class that you have taught, Carrie Jordan, correct? Mm-hmm. A little and, bit, yes. Yeah, and I, I, want, uh, I want the people to get a sense of what it is like um, to be in a Heal Well class or to be in a hospital-based massage class, um, and also to learn a little bit more about why we're doing the things that we're doing. Um, and hear Um, what you think about it yeah 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 so the class that Cal and Laura are teaching right now and that the people you're hearing from uh are taking uh is uh six days in the hospital setting and one of the things that's pretty cool is that we because of COVID we started to do some online prerequisites um we used to do everything in the hospital and so the first day or two you really were just in a classroom in the hospital but because we now have have the online bits, um, you, the class is now six days on the floors working with patients. And 
Sorry. One of the things that we do that I think is unique is we go to all different parts of the hospital. And so um, although oncology massage is, of course, a big part of what HealWell does and what we teach, um, we don't just work with oncology patients. We go to the ICU, uh, we go to inpatient rehab, we're all over the place when we teach these classes. That's right. Um, and you'll hear that where we have a, um, several clips that I'll play for you now. How's your sensation in your feet? Oops. You can feel all that? You can feel it's touching you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it don't hurt or anything for okay. you to do that, but. Does it feel I pretty normal feel or do you have like a little numbness or tingling? My feet always have numbness and tingling. And sometimes it feels like I'm walking on uh, tennis balls. And Ugh. sometimes it just, they just throb from the heel to the toe. How long's that been going on? Uh, yeah, I've had diabetic, diabetes for, I don't even know how many years now. It's been going on throughout it. Ever since about my Thank you. second year of diabetes. Mm. It started. And y'all can actually, the protocol that we did for chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy works for diabetic neuropathy as well. Okay. So you can do that too sure. if you want. Listen, people, we're standing here in the front of Good Samaritan Hospital in the really expansive, I'm pretty sure it's about 6,000 acres, UK uh, university and hospital campus. And I have uh, these firecracker students in our six-day stewardship course. There is a lot of bad punning going on, May maybe some inappropriate joking. Um, and can you guess who it was started by? Um, I plead the fifth. <laughs> on the advice of counsel, I decline to answer. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're gonna, um, what do you guys want to say? Anything you want to tell the people about your experience so far? It's been amazing. It's been enlightening and I am excited to see what the next few days bring. Woohoo! Anybody else? Uh, day one felt like six days all in one. So the next few days are just going to be amazing. And I would highly recommend this program. Six days in one in a good way, in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> It's been awesome. It's been both like I know exactly what I'm doing and I also have no clue. So learn a lot. Uh, I've been doing massage for 21 years and right now I feel like I don't know anything. So it is humbling, it's exciting and uh, yeah, do the thing. <laughs> LBE, anything you want to tell the kids? An amazing group of people. I wish everybody could experience this with us, but you guess what? You can in our next go round. <laughs> That's right, Jill. Heal well rocks, y'all. That's all you need to know. Aww. Come on, come ahead. Take the course. That's all you need to know. We did not pay her to say that. Um, and um, I, I have to say that um, 
We have just started. COVID forced us to set it up so that people have some uh, online prereqs before they come. This is our second group that we have uh, worked with in the hospital setting who have done the online prereqs. And people are showing up way more ready than they ever did before we did that. So um, kudos to whoever, um, all the smart people who work at Healwell, um, who thought about that. All right. Talk to you soon. Here we are in the elevator, day three. We're headed to Good Sam. We're going to um, touch lots of the peoples over there. How's it going, everybody? Wow, we just picked up some randoms, actually. Those aren't the students in the class. <laughs> Any words of wisdom for today, anybody? Don't lick anybody. Excellent. Good, everyone's in agreement about no licking. Anything else? Daniel's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> The ICU, the ICU, one word. Yeah, good. I do two words, scarily amazing. Intimidating. Awesome. Shazam. Intense. Kapow. Another thing the students find them find themselves doing a lot is um, charting on the floors, not just working with patients, but also charting about what they did. Um, so tell us more about that. Charting is really challenging for a lot of people. As massage therapists, we don't really learn how to chart beyond soap notes, which is not at all what you do in a hospital setting. Um, and so it can be really intimidating um, for people. Yeah. She didn't say neuropathy. Didn't no, she, I don't. Uh, I asked if she had neuropathy, yeah. and she said, "Oh yeah, in my toes, in my big toes." Yeah. I think yeah. she even said in her toe, and I was like, "Wow, like in one toe?" And then we. I neuropathy. Uh, N e u. I know he was. Ola after we left. Yeah. She said it in one, but she had it in both. Correct. Yeah. 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 Outpatient clinic room. Yep, you got it. Initial visit. It's not a missed opportunity. So when would you say missed opportunity and that you'd actually be charting? Um, so... Um... But you wouldn't chart if you didn't interact with them, right? Right. You wouldn't chart if you didn't interact with them. I um, I had a missed opportunity because I had a really bad coughing fit. It was last week. Oh, wow. That okay. went into a full-blown asthma. Ugh. Okay. So I had the patient on the table. Oh, yeah. And you were like, hey, sorry. Yeah. Um, so okay. if we had contact, like if there's any reason, maybe they... Um, maybe the phlebotomist came and you came had to like yeah. end the session or... Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Patient became calmer. During it was like during the massage and after. Yeah, yeah. 
and was not screaming by the end of the massage. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, how do you put it to make it sound like I wasn't the reason why she was screaming? screaming yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Did, you, did yeah. you indicate that she was screaming when you got there earlier in the note? No. Okay. Yeah. So maybe no. So maybe just start this <laughs> this note by saying when Prior we arrived. To, yeah, getting patient was okay. was like, vocalizing for, loudly. Yeah, vocalizing. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a section that was recorded here that I'm so glad that we have this on tape about a, a sort of, um, I think of it as a Heelwell cultural touchstone of this class, um, which you'll hear Cal call the with jar. <laughs> yeah, so Carrie, tell me about the with jar. What is that? Uh, words are important. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we talk about this a lot on this podcast and at Heelwell, the way that we word, the way we word uh, is very important and significant. And one of the, our, our sort of Heelwell pet peeves is when people say, I worked on someone besides being inaccurate, that's weird. Uh, and so we work with our patients. And in addition to being just more accurate, it's also it's an important framework for your brain. When you're working on someone, you're doing a thing to a person. And that isn't how massage therapy works. And certainly in a hospital setting, that's not how massage therapy works. And so uh, when we teach our classes, all of our classes, we have a with jar, which is like a swear jar. And so every time somebody says they worked on someone, they have to put a quarter in the with jar. Uh, and then that money is donated to heal well. And um, it's usually a chunk of change, I have to tell you. <laughs> you know, people have joked in this group about um, maybe needing therapy about the, uh, the with jar. Um, but I am curious to have a, a brief conversation about the transition from working on people to working with people. And, you know, as much as we, uh, we tend to sell a particular brand of Kool-Aid here, um, we're really interested in the philosophical underpinnings of that language switch. So I'm curious, how is it feeling? Does it feel artificially uh, enforced? What can we do to support you? Just like, does it feel appropriate to make that switch? Well, what are your I, thoughts? I definitely understand it. Yeah. You know, I definitely see what the point is coming mm -hmm. from. Um, I'm just not used to doing it. Totally. <laughs> it's just hard. I used to say yeah. it's dead and on, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. I think, I think philosophically, and when I'm actually doing the work, that is where my head is. Mm -hmm. um, but the language part is just, you know, it's just, like, I, I don't think I was even really aware that that's the terminology I was using. Like, in my yeah. head, I think, you know, because that's how I feel that mm -hmm. I was saying with. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, clearly as often as, as I anticipated. Yeah. So, yes, I, I, you know, certainly understand it and think it's... Yeah, but I also think that, like, philosophically, you can be in that space and still misuse mm -hmm. the language. Yeah, that's, yeah. In my defense. Good point. And good, <laughs> good point. Because no, really definitely. This is, you're learning a new language. Yeah. Don't forget that. I mean, like, we're joking around, but you're, like, you are literally learning a, how to communicate in a new language. And that takes time and that takes practice. And, you know, when we make funny noises to just bring it to your attention is because yeah. in your head you're doing it right but your yeah. mouth isn't saying it right right and that's yeah. all it is and it's just it's creating those new patterns well i don't typically 
I'm not typically required to speak with other people about what I'm doing. Right. Sure. You know, it's all in my head. Totally. So it's not like I'm, you know, saying right. any of these things to anybody. So, but yeah. no, I mean, you guys, you know, it's become fun yeah. for us, which <laughs> helps me to be more aware right. of it. So, yeah, kind of all the drama and silliness around it is pretty good. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think the fact that you just said we don't normally talk with other people about it, it yeah. feels very much with but then you're right the words come out and it's like I worked on that and yeah yeah but it's I look at it as with, with is it's more of a collaboration mm-hmm. with the client with the patient so we're, we're in partnership yeah that's kind of how what you said like use with it, it makes more sense because we're, we're doing this together yeah sometimes going back to like care you see a patient, but you don't see a patient. Uh-huh. And when you say that type of verbiage, it turns into you seeing the patient. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. whole patient, and mm-hmm. not just a patient. Yeah. You know? It's not a power thing either, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm here to work on you because you so need me. Right. That was very really bad. You looked imperious. It was great. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. I shall expect the Yes. It's like our massage surface halo. Right. Yes. You know, it's like, you know. Yeah. And so it becomes more equal. Yes. Yes. And yeah. I think you, it's, it's more important because yeah. I think philosophically we're all there. Yes. I mean, we, we all like in our head, we're not, we're just working on somebody. We're working with them. But yeah, I think like, you know, using that language around other people changes, I guess, the way that they look at what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, I think it makes a difference too, when you're describing what you do to another provider, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you say like, I was working with so-and-so and I noticed that the temperature of his legs were different. And, you know, if you say working on like, and it's not a thing that would be like, Oh, that sounds violent. Cause that's how people talk. But it does feel different. If you say work with like there are yeah. the subtle shifts that you don't even know are happening. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but it is true that when we're not communicating verbally, I feel like I'm doing the work. They are receiving the work. Uh-huh. I would never say I communicated on them. Right. You know, <laughs> right. So, Communicated yeah, all over that guy. That's right. <laughs> communicated Just on, on your face. face. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, I, if I yeah. put myself in a place, I can feel. Okay, so there's another aspect of, of um, Hillwell classes that, that um, you have probably already heard <laughs> from many of these clips and, and um, we'll continue to hear from, from some of the future clips that we're gonna play for you. Um, but what I wrote down in my no- notes is serious fun. Like this is, this is a big aspect of what we do. Um, and, and I wonder, because we are working in a very serious environment, right? We're teaching and helping students to learn how to work in a hospital where there are serious things happening, and, um, serious incidents and whatever. Um, but there's a whole lot of giggling going on. <laughs> Tell me about that, Carrie. Is this something that was sort of deliberately, intentionally made a part of Healwell, or is it just kind of who we are? <laughs> I think yes and yes. I mean, I think organically that's in part it is who is attracted, who is drawn to this work. I mean, I think there is a a bit of gallows humor 
that I think as we heard find... at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yes. um, that I think is important, an important release for some people. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. We just talked last week about uh, the the mountain rescue group that Cal and I spoke with. And this was a question that came up that one of the um, people in one of, in our breakout session was talking about how hard it was during a particular mission where the police who were in, who were present were sort of making jokes about this person who had died. Um, and the, the rescuer was talking about how she was really upset about this and, and we got into this conversation about like, when is it okay to, to, to use humor? And of course the answer is the, the, another heel well standby. It depends, right? <laughs> and so, but I do think that humor really is important. And I think it's um, serious and awful things happen in the hospital. And so do absurd and funny things. And I think it's really important to be able to hold both of these things equally and that it, it is, I don't want to say that it's like a, an antidote or something that helps against burnout, because I don't think that that's exactly true, but I do think it helps to keep a perspective about, uh, you know, I don't know. I think this whole gig is pretty absurd. This whole human thing, this whole walking around in a breakable meat suit seems pretty absurd to me. And so I think that we, we definitely can find humor in that. And I think that it is, it's also an important learning tool. I think that if you're not having fun, you don't learn as well. I mean, that's really clear. Um, and so I think that it is also helpful for students to kind of be able to, to sort of uh, digest the information in a way that is pleasant. Beth, if you were a hospital-acquired infection, what would you be? MRSA. <laughs> so, Margaret, I see you were going to be MRSA. Lay it on me. Yeah, I was going to be MRSA because it's fierce. I mean, there's plenty of MRSA. It is fierce. Yeah, see, yeah. so you could both fierce. be MRSA. Oh, okay. C. diff. Yeah, okay. we'll see. Somebody, we'll leave that for somebody else. Friends, if you were a hospital-acquired infection, which one would you be? C. diff, baby. C. diff, yes. MRSA. MRSA. There's a lot of MRSA. Laura, if you were a hospital-acquired infection, BRE. I was thinking, I'll I'll be CRE. I mean, I like to like resist the antibiotics. If you were a hospital-acquired infection, what would you be? I would be close to the end difficile. <laughs> so I can talk in this voice and be a little Frenchy. That is a little runny Frenchy. <laughs> what is the French word for brown? Uh, Merde? No, Mer that's uh, yeah, well, close enough. <laughs> so, Carrie, I wanted to talk about like the the undertaking of this class not only as um, educators, but from the student perspective, because um, six days is a lot of days. Yeah. Uh, when we're kind of used to, as Corey and I were talking about in the, the what, do you, what do you do for CEs kind of episode, um, like the three-day workshop seems to be the limit of a intense class. Um, 
I, I would love to hear your thoughts on, first of all, what it's like to teach for six days um, in that kind of environment. And what are your thoughts on what it's like to learn or what have you observed for people who are trying to learn <laughs> for six yeah. days? Yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> on on all ends it, yeah, because I of course I took this class too when I first joined Heal Well and so as somebody who had no interest in working in a hospital ever um, yeah. I attended I attended the six-day class when Lucille Eddy and Cal Cates were teaching it um, because I was working for Heal Well and I felt like I should know what we do uh, and I totally fell in love with working in the hospital during that class so it is it is a lot. There's just, there's no way around that. It is really, really exhausting. And one of the things that we often really encourage our students to do is to not plan to do other stuff during that week. You know, don't, don't plan to go out to dinner with friends and to, you know, meet people. And if you're traveling for the class, which a lot of people do, especially when we teach the class here in the DC, in DC, you know, you're in Washington, DC. And so you think I should go see sites and go to museums and do things. And uh, what we find is that most people really just need to go home and be quiet <laughs> and, and really rest to be able to make it through six days uh, because it is physically, it's a lot. You're on your feet for six days, which may or may not be the way that you as a massage therapist live in your other life. Um, as for me as a teacher now, I spend most of my days behind a desk. So six days on my feet in a hospital is an awful lot. Um, and so I, I, it definitely is a lot. And I think it's so important because you really have the chance, first of all, to, to get into an actual rhythm. Again, both teaching, but certainly for the students that the hospital itself is hard to navigate. And so it takes a few days to even feel like you know where you're going, yeah. <laughs> just, just getting through. Um, it takes a few days to really feel like you belong there. Uh, one of the things we work with our students a lot is how to interact with and talk to the other providers when you're gonna see a provider's patient because you're not asking permission. And that's where most of us start. We're, we're teaching people how to be a part, an integrated part of the medical care team. And so you want to talk to a patient's nurse about what's going on with them, but you're not asking the nurse's permission to work with that patient. And that's a really hard thing to overcome. It takes a lot of practice. And so six days is, it, it feels like a long time, but it really isn't when you talk about sort of developing comfort in those in those routines and the other thing I think is great is that we usually we try to schedule the class so it overlaps on at least one weekend day because a weekend day in a hospital is really really different than a weekday in a hospital so here we are at the end of day three which is usually a lot punchier than uh of course we've been punchy since we got here so maybe <laughs> I mean um but uh, yeah, what, uh, what are you thinking, feeling, what's happening at the end of day three? Um, for me, end of day three, I'm feeling more confident. Um, maybe less anxiety. I guess just with more experience, you just, you gain that confidence. And I, I think that's where I am right now, so. Thank you. Sure. 
have to speak very loudly. You do, or just come, or just come close. <laughs> just come close. Yeah. Today, I feel more humble and more appreciative of the patients and wanting to give more patient care um, through my hands. I'll have to echo that uh, the confidence I, I have today in day three, even though it's only day three, I've learned so much and had like unprecedented like access to all these different kinds of, of patients, all spectrums, um, and, and learning how to like don PPE. I've never done that before and that anxiety is gone and I, and I know I've, I've made a difference. Yeah, today I really got a lot out of the feedback uh, that I received from uh, from the instructors while I was working with patients and also, you know, mirroring them, learning how to just work with people and pay attention to all the things we need to pay attention to. So, yeah, I feel like I, I got a lot out of today's work. End of day three for me it leaves me with it just extended excitement that we are able to step into this work, learn this work, and show what we're doing is, is meaningful, it's changing lives, and it matters. What we're doing matters in the hospital, not only in the hospital, but to the, if I wanna go broad to the world. So thank you, Heal Well, for being here. Thanks for, for sure. having us. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to add, Laura? Sure. Uh, I didn't think I could be any more impressed with this group of people. Um, everyone showed up on day one prepared and excited and curious. And at the end of day three, they I, I admit I'm even more impressed. They are all facing challenges within themselves and in the hospitals, and they're meeting it with a lot of courage and uh, humbleness and an incredible sense of fun. Thanks. Yep, what Laura said. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Carrie, when you're teaching this class, there, when I've taught or been in classes that are long like this, there seems to be a point at which everybody is kind of not over it, but is just like, I can't do anymore. Um, <laughs> there is no way Definitely. I can do anymore. How how do you get beyond that? Uh, caffeine and will. <laughs> um, you know I, I think it's different for everybody and I think it's it's one of these things I, what I find personally for myself is that I often feel like that when I go home but then when I'm back the next morning the place itself is re-energizing the people are re-energizing and so I think that it's um it, it does take a little just plain old like stick-to-itiveness <laughs> to, to keep showing up. But I think it's so different. Every minute, every day in a hospital setting is so different. I mean, I've worked in the hospital for a relatively long time, um, considering the length of my whole career as a massage therapist. And I still am surprised every time I'm in the hospital. I learn about a condition I've never heard of before. I of course, see a different patient. And even the patients with the same old, same old present differently, behave differently, have different experiences. And so I think that it's, it's stimulating enough that, that when you're there, you just, you, you kind of get sucked in to the 
excitement and interest. Um, and it is just tiring. And that really is okay too. I mean, most massage therapists who work in a hospital setting don't work six days in a row. <laughs> it's like, that's not, it isn't, it is an abnormal way to be in the hospital, um, which we just have to do because it, you know, we don't have the luxury of having people come two days a week for six weeks or something like that. Um, so there is a part where you just kind of have to push through uh, because we are limited by what we can do. Um, but I do think it, the environment itself really feeds you. Here we are, day five. It just almost ended. It's gonna end very soon. <laughs> people are giggling, people are, I don't even, I can't even say what's happening, but it's, it's a hot mess in here. I felt a lot, I felt a lot more confident today. I appreciated um, having the opportunity to work independently. They kind of kicked us out of the nest today, which uh, was really a great experience. And I think we all rose to the occasion. I feel like today we officially did all the things. And so now we'll be going forward and just hopefully getting better at doing all the things. Yabba dabba doo da. <laughs> I couldn't be prouder. Today I am excited. Today I was excited about the trust factor that was trusted in us. <laughs> and I'm more excited to work with people more and to give care more. Today I definitely felt more confident and that I was able to be more present in the care that I was giving. Today I felt really good about teamwork. So I know that there won't always be two therapists in the room, but I felt really good about being able to communicate without communication to the other therapist about when we need to move, when we need to change, when we need to wrap up. So I felt a lot better today about just teamwork in general. Yeah, we tackled all the things today. We used the interpreter screen. We uh, convinced nurses who thought they didn't have any patients who were good candidates for massage that actually we probably could bring some comfort where they hadn't considered it. And we, uh, you know, patients that were, we expected would say no, said yes. And it was just beautiful to watch everything that these amazing therapists did today. And uh, now we just have to convince them all to move to Washington, D.C. so they can work for Heal Well. No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We are starting our work for day six. Does anybody have any thoughts? Um, excited for day six, but sad that it's almost over. Mm -hmm. yeah. The last hurrah <laughs> of our class. Until the next hurrah, when we go home and start this stuff. I'm ready. Proud of this hurrah. Uh -huh. <laughs> And there you have it. Absolutely. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the the, the in-between times, right? Because it's not like, um, I just want to be clear to folks who are listening and, and who are not familiar with hospital-based work. 
um, it's not like students are spending most of every day with their hands on patients. There's a yeah. whole lot of other business that has to happen. There's charting, there's getting from one place to the other, which at this particular hospital is interesting because it's on a huge university campus. And there's actually yeah. two, two or three hospital locations where the students right. are. So we're going to the Women's Center. Anybody got anything to say about going to the Women's Center? What happens there? Things Teresa, with women. I'm excited. Teresa loves it so much. I'm excited. Teresa, why do you like the Women's Center? Tell us about it. Because you get to see all different patients from different backgrounds. Cool. You feel like even more than other places in the hospital? Um, There's more variety over there? Well, I guess now, no. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I was doing just those, I was looking to just those areas. Oh, uh-huh. Okay, got it. Now that you've done, like, ICU work yes. and, okay, got it. The variety is bigger overall. Yes. Okay. Um, and there's, there's just, like, the, the time spent interacting with other care providers, right? And Absolutely. Other, yeah. Yeah. I mean, charting is a huge piece of what you're doing. For, for every 20 minutes, say, that you spend with your hands on a patient, there's at least that much time finding that patient, <laughs> talking to the other providers, charting for that patient. And so, yeah, there's a lot going on. And of course, we also take breaks during the classes to kind of debrief. We usually do a chunk of time on the floor. And earlier on in the class, we the patients shadow the instructors. And so they break into groups. And so like a group followed Cal and a group followed Laura so that it's small groups of people with an instructor. And the first steps are just to watch the instructor do all of these things, navigate, provide the session, talk to the family, talk to the patient, talk to providers, chart about it. And then we kind of come back and debrief. What did you see? What did you observe? What happened for each one? We switch groups so that the groups always work with different instructors because the other thing that you'll see is that not everybody does it exactly the same. And you do have to kind of find your own rhythm and style within the work. And then as we progress through the week, then students start to work in pairs or in triads together with patients so that they have some backup when they talk to people and when they provide the sessions. Um, we usually just do one person touching at a time, to be clear. There's no four-handed hospital massage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is not a thing, y'all. <laughs> um, and then as the week progresses, toward the, by the end of the week, therapists are working on their own, seeing patients charting, doing all of the stuff um, under the observation of the instructors, but more on their own. And so that too kind of mixes up what you're doing. It's not like the drudgery of just going to work, and putting your hands on people for eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. And of course there's lunch. Lunch. And, and I snacks. love lunch. Oh, you know, we're snacks. Into snacks. Yes. <laughs> we do love a snack here at UOL. Yeah. So um, by the way, send us your, your favorite snack suggestions at podcast at healwell.org. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe we'll try them and rate them for a Patreon bonus. Oh, yes. Um, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> so, and I also want to talk about um, the, the sort of lead up to this class. Um, one of the things that I, I think some people are surprised by, but most people are kind of 
they they're onto it by now that there's um there's a lot of prep and it's not just the online prerequisites that because our students are badged at every hospital where we um, teach these classes um they're badged as you know student as learners but that you don't just get those by showing your license and your yeah COVID vaccination you want yeah. to talk about that carrie yeah it's funny hospitals don't just let you walk in and touch people what <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it's and this is another place where every hospital does it a little bit differently. Sure and do. so, yeah, <laughs> and poor, poor Rebecca, as the education director who coordinates all this, will, will tell you um, that, yeah, so our, and this is another Hewell touchstone uh, soapbox, if you will, that we don't, we don't want to go in through the volunteer door. Right. Uh, because we are healthcare providers and we want to be integrated into the team. And so we often have to sort of fight a little bit uh, sometimes with hospitals to say, no, no, we, we want badges to be able to put our hands on patients, to be able to chart, to have access, to read the charts and to write in the charts. And so uh, in order for that to be a thing that you can do, uh, you need a background check and a drug test. And uh, some hospitals require a blood alcohol test as well. Some don't. Um, we, and then they also require evidence of full vaccinations. So from your MMRs as a kid, through chickenpox, varicella, through COVID, uh, a current flu vaccine is absolutely required for every yes. hospital we work in. You have to have a flu vaccine. And uh, so, yeah, it's a lot uh, that you have to kind of show and prove in order to get badged at a hospital to be able, even just as a learner for a week, to be able to put your hands on patients. Yeah, yeah, the paperwork is, I wanna make sure that people understand that it's not, it's not impossible, but it does oh, no. require planning. Yeah. Um, and this is this is something that that we uh, support students through, so you're never alone in doing this. Um, Absolutely, that's why I'm here. And and we've we you have worked <laughs> <laughs> have worked tirelessly, even with um, students who are international, which makes yes. it even more complicated. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, but we can we can make it work. Yes, can absolutely work. Yes, um, yeah. So. Uh, Kira Jordan, I would love to invite you to, to have, what else should people know about this class and what's important in what we're doing? Um, well, I think that one of the things that always strikes me is that I, again, as somebody who took this class with zero interest in hospital-based massage therapy, I am always floored by how important and useful this training is, even if you don't want to work in a hospital. Uh, I think that it really, it changed my, the way I work in private practice. It changed the way I work in clinics with other therapists. Um, it changed the way I just think about the care I provide wherever I provide it as a massage therapist. And so I feel like the thing I wish everybody knew is that hospital-based massage training is not just for people who want to be hospital-based massage therapists that it really is important to being a well-rounded healthcare provider, no matter what environment you work in. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a really great thing to do um, just in, in terms of that. I also think that it's a lot 
like a lot of our classes about unlearning mm. and that it really requires just um, kind of opening yourself up to the idea that what you know is a drop and what you don't know is the ocean. <laughs> uh, and, and really holding that lightly that there isn't a, there isn't a thing you should know. You shouldn't, it, there's no reason that you would have known this if you don't work in this environment. And even if you do work in this environment, again, every hospital is so, so different. We often have people take our trainings who already have jobs in hospitals and to a person, they all report that the training was really, really helpful if for no other reason than, oh my gosh, this was so different than the way we do it in my hospital. And this gave me ideas for other ways that I can work. And it, I think it's really, really important. Well, and thank you everyone for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this sort of inside look into Hillwell's hospital-based massage therapy class. Um, again, this is the, um, what we internally call the adult hospital-based class, which means that you're working with adults. Okay, <laughs> that's all that means. Um, we also have a pediatric hospital-based class. Um, you can look at our website, online.healwell.org um, for information about courses. And uh, we talk about these classes and the aftermath and what people have learned and what questions they have after their learning has happened in the Healwell community. Um, and in fact, in the Healwell community, we even have a special group now Yes, um, that is called the Hospital-Based Massage Therapist Peer Mentorship Group. Yes. I think it's what it's called. Yes. Um, <laughs> it rolls it off the tongue. Yes. So smooth. <laughs> and, and that class is for people who currently work class. That group is for people who currently work in hospitals or who hope maybe one day to, or are just hospital curious, if you will. And uh, Laura and Cal are the facilitators of that group, but it's, it is truly a peer mentorship group. And so there's lots of really interesting discussion always happening in that group um, between the members about, you know, do you have ideas about how to help me get into this hospital? Or, you know, what about this? Do you guys chart in this way? Are you guys doing research on this? And if so, how did you get the IRB? So it's a, it's a really cool and very, very helpful and supportive group because we know that a lot of people, you know, the, the other thing that's great about the, the training programs is, of course, you have this cohort of people and you spend this week in this very intense environment with them. And so people feel really close and supported. But for most massage therapists who are working in a hospital setting, you're on your own. Um, even if you work, say, for a company like Healwell, our therapists are usually a therapist at each location kind of working by themselves. And so it's really important, I think, to have some, some peer support and to have some people that you can talk to who know what it's like to do what you do. Absolutely, yeah. And you can find that at um, community.healwell.org. Right, <laughs> yes. We'll put a link. <laughs> you can see it there. Um, so. I hope that this this gave you a little insight, maybe um, some interest in checking out a future class. Um, we are hopefully going to have hospital-based classes both in Kentucky and in the DC area. Um, That's right. Going forward, and we thank you very much for listening. You can send us your questions, your ideas. Um, 
your thoughts, feedback of any kind, and please your snack suggestions. Yes. Yes. To podcast at healwell.org. And any last last words before we close out the episode, Carrie? No, I say I say let the let the the stews take us out. Fantastic. As we end uh, the last day of the stewardship at the University of Kentucky Hospital, I feel extremely prepared to walk into a hospital, to work with a patient, uh, under any circumstances. Uh, we had the opportunity to experience a lot this week and learn a lot, and I'm extremely grateful for this opportunity. This stewardship has not only changed the way that I will work with future patients or clients, but it's also changed a whole lot about the way I think about things in general. So it's changed my life. Is this thing on? Ask me a question. <laughs> it should be. Okay. Ahem, ahem, ahem. Go for Jill. There you go. Okay. <laughs> if I were to describe the hospital-based stewardship in one word, it is transformative. It is uh, transformative in that we look at ourselves, how we are in the world, how we are with patients, how we work with patients, how we work with ourselves. And the skills and the support and the space that Healwell creates for that trans transformative experience is just amazing. It is backed by evidence-based science. It is backed by uh, just transfor transformative, innovative curriculum and a lot of heart and love. And I would encourage you, if you have just been thinking about taking it, go ahead and do it. It is so worth it and have nothing but gratitude in the experience to move forward and do this work. That's a wrap for Jill. Interdisciplinary is produced by Healwell. Our theme music is by Harry Pickens. New episodes are available weekly through your favorite podcast outlet. Uh, and you can send us an email at podcast at healwell.org. That's podcast at healwell.org. Thanks for listening.